อานาติปัตตาเวรมณีสิกขาปะดัมสัมมาทิยามิอานาติปัตตาเวรมณีสิกขาปะดัมสัมมาทิยามิอานาติปัตตาเวรมณีสิกขาปะดัมสัมมา
as much as you can. If you know 1%, then let it be 1%. If you know 2%, let it be 2%. If it increases to be clearer at 10%, then let it be. If it drops back down, it's okay. And if the breath becomes very subtle, very hard to, to know the breath, that's a good sign. That means your mind has become more quiet. Don't make the breath cross again. Just let it be. If you can't find the breath, you can put your attention at the nostril and wait at the last point where the breath was. Just know the breath going in, going out. Remember, the important thing is not the breath, it's the awareness. When you are aware of the breath at this moment, you are present because you can't be aware of the past breath or the future breath. So the key thing is the awareness to be here, to be present, to be at now. The breath is just a guide. If you are lost in the thoughts, the minute you know you are really out of the thoughts, just continue on with the breath. As much as you can. Just aware of the breath with curiosity, with interest. Do not force yourself. Just know as much as you can the breath. Just aware as much as you can.
Okay, now we will shift our attention from the breath to the body to be aware of the four elements in the body, earth, water, fire, wind. Remember, again, the key point is the awareness, not the elements. The elements is a guide. We will, and any part of the body which you can't be aware, it's okay, you can skip over. We will start with earth element from the sole of the feet till the heaviness or the hardness of the bones or the roughness of the skin or the softness of the flesh. Slowly move up to the whole leg. Feel the softness of the flesh, the hardness or the heaviness of the bones, the smoothness of the skin. Continue up to the knee. Feel the roughness or the smoothness of the skin, hardness, heaviness of the bones, softness of the flesh. Move up to the thigh, feel the softness of the flesh, smoothness of the skin, heaviness or the hardness of the bones. Move up to the buttock, feel the heaviness or the hardness of the bones, the softness of the flesh, smoothness of the skin. Move up to the abdomen. Feel the hardness and the heaviness of the bones, the smoothness of the skin, softness of the flesh. Remember, if there's any part of the body you can't feel, you can skip over or any characteristic you can't feel properly can skip it's okay important is the awareness when you bring your awareness to the body you are present at this moment move the awareness to the chest feel the smoothness of the skin hardness heaviness of the bones softness of the flesh From here, move to the fingers. Feel the roughness or the smoothness of the skin, the hardness or heaviness or lightness also can of the bones of the fingers. Move up to the whole hand, the hardness, heaviness of the whole hand, the bones softness of the flesh, smoothness of the skin. Back to the shoulders. Feel the heaviness, hardness of the bones, smoothness of the skin, 
softness of the flesh. Move up to the neck. The hardness. Heaviness of the bones. Smoothness of the flesh or roughness. A smoothness of the skin or roughness of the skin. Softness of the flesh. Move up to the head, the heaviness or the hardness of the skull, the smoothness of the face, the softness of the flesh, especially at the cheeks. Now just feel the earth element in the whole body, the heaviness or hardness of the bones, the softness of the flesh, the smoothness of the skin or roughness of the skin. From the earth element, we'll move to the water element. Starting from the top of the head, you can feel the flowing or cohesion of the sweat. Flowing or cohesion of the tears in the eyes. Flowing or cohesion of the Flute in the nose, flowing or cohesion of the saliva in the mouth, move down to the neck, flowing or cohesion of the sweat on the neck, on the skin, or the flowing or cohesion of the blood inside the blood vessel, if you can feel, if not, can you skip? Down to the chest, flowing or cohesion of the sweat on the chest, the skin of the chest. Down to the abdomen, Flowing or cohesion of the sweat on the skin. Down to the buttock. Flowing or cohesion of the sweat on the skin. Down to the thighs. Flowing or cohesion of the sweat on the thighs. Down to the knees, flowing a cohesion of the sweat on the knees. Or flowing a cohesion of the blood 
inside the blood vessel also can. And the rest of the leg until the sole of the feet, flowing of cohesion of the sweat on the skin. Now just feel the flowing or cohesion of the water element in the whole body, either the sweat on the skin or the blood inside the blood vessel in the body. Now from water element, we'll move to fire element. Probably this is the easiest. From the sole of the feet, feel heat or coldness. Up to the feet, feel heat or coldness. The knees, heat or coldness. The thighs, heat or coldness. The buttock, heat or coldness. the abdomen, heat or coldness, the chest, heat or coldness. Move to the fingers, heat or coldness. The hands all the way to the shoulders, heat or coldness. The neck, heat or coldness. And the whole head. Feel the heat or coldness in the whole head, including the face. Now just aware of the heat or coldness in the whole body, whichever part of the body or the body as a whole. From heat or coldness, the fire element, we move to the final element of the wind element. Feel the external wind element blowing on the head or the internal wind element supporting the head to be straight or pushing the head to allow it to move. Slowly move down to the neck. Feel the external wind element blowing on the skin or the wind, internal wind element supporting or pushing the neck. 
moving down to the chest, feel the external wind element blowing on the chest or internal wind element supporting or pushing the chest. Down to the abdomen, feel the internal wind element supporting and pushing, external wind element blowing on the skin. Down to the thighs, external wind element blowing on the thighs, internal wind element supporting and pushing. Down to the knees, internal wind element supporting and pushing, external wind element blowing on the skin. Down to the leg all the way to the sole, External wind element blowing on the skin, internal wind element supporting or pushing. Feel the whole body's wind element, either internal wind element supporting or pushing the body, or external wind element blowing on the skin. Now just feel all the four elements in the body together, either the hardness, softness, roughness, smoothness, heaviness, lightness of the earth element, or the flowing cohesion of the water element, or the heat or cold of the fire element, or the supporting or pushing of the wind element. Just feel all the 12 characteristics in the whole body as a whole. Important thing is our awareness. The details not so important. Now from the mindfulness of the body, you move to mindfulness of the feeling. Put your attention in your heart, just aware of whatever feeling that arises. If there's no feeling, that's okay, that's a type of feeling. If you have peace, quietness, silence, that's good. If you have other type of feelings like frustration, sadness, anger, just be with the feeling. Do not try to suppress the feeling. Do not try to ignore the feeling. Just be, be with the feeling. Be their friends. Embrace the feeling.
as we are able to be okay with whatever feeling, even being okay with not okay, our feelings will open up to be peaceful and quiet. But if it does not, it's okay. Just stay with awareness because the awareness is always calm and peaceful no matter what happens. No matter whatever emotion you have, whatever turmoil you have, the emotions can be like the choppy wave, very violent wave on top of the ocean. Your awareness, it's always like the calm water at the bottom of the ocean, always peaceful and calm. So stay with the awareness, which is always there. Okay, from this, we'll end with a loving kindness meditation. So if you have this calm and peaceful silence feeling in your heart, you can proceed with the loving kindness meditation. If not, try to think of your happiest moment and capture that emotion. Not, not the story, just the emotion. Now allow this peaceful, calm, happy energy to flow up slowly up to the whole chest, to the hands, to the neck, to the head, and down to the abdomen, to the legs. Just allow this energy to reawaken the, our natural peace and calmness that's already with, within us. Wish ourselves to be at ease, to be comfortable, to be calm, to be peaceful, to be well, to be happy, to be strong, to be healthy, widen our attention to include all the people that we love, our family members, relatives, and friends. May each of them reawaken their natural peace and calmness within them. May they be well, happy, calm, and peaceful free from mental suffering, free from physical suffering. As we stay in this natural calm and peacefulness, we wish they will also resonate in this calm, 
natural calm and peacefulness so that they'll be at ease, they'll be healthy and strong. Continue to widen our attention area to include all the people who are neutral, people that we meet along the way to work, people at our office, people that we meet at the market, the farmers, the market sellers, the people who take care of our electricity, water, our rubbish. May each and every one of them resonate in this natural calm and peace within them. May they be well and happy, calm and peaceful, be strong, healthy, to be at ease, to be well and happy. Continue to widen our area of attention to include all beings of different nationality, different religion, different belief, all the seen unseen beings, beings near or far, all the devas, all the animal realms, animal beings, May each and every one of them resonate in their natural calm and peace. May they be well and happy, calm and peaceful. Free from enmity. Free from diseases, free from pain. Be at ease, be healthy and strong. May all beings be well and happy. Okay, feel your body, if you can feel your body, can slowly open your eyes. Okay, today, I will show you a video on mindfulness. But before we do that, I just want you to um, just close your eyes for a short while and again, and feel the natural quietness and peace that we have within us. Now open your eyes. Can you still feel that natural peace and calm that we have?
So please remember it's always there. Okay. Please remember no matter what happened, even though we are in a very stressful situation, this natural peace and calmness is always at our background. So we are okay no matter what happened to us. So this is very important. Um, this first thing. Second thing is the you all wrote down some questions when you all first joined the course and someone asked this interesting question, which is which type of meditation will gain awareness the, the fastest, basically? And will breathing alone gain full awareness? You know, we always want the, the best, the fastest. But it depends on every single individual. Everyone is different. For some people, maybe breathing is good in general. Buddha used the Anapanasati breathing until he got enlightenment. And all Buddhas use that. Okay, so it might be easier for some people, not really for me, okay? So different people have different, some people easier to feel their body. To me, the important thing is not the method. The important thing is your intention and your attitude. Because someone, uh, I was discussing <coughs> last week, someone says, you know, in order for me to, to see the truth, Bhante, then I have to you know, make a lot of effort to be aware and mindful the whole day then it's tough for you. You are making it into a homework, an access, a, a thing to do. What I encourage you to do is not make it as a task to do, but as a exploration, like a, with, like a fun thing, a game to play. Like try to be more aware so that you can know more about your body, know more of your breath. It's more coming from curiosity, coming from wanting to know more, coming from interest, not coming from... I have to do this to be aware. It makes a lot of difference. So um, intention more important, not the method. <laughs> if you have a lot of intention to be aware, to be present, and you also know that it's a benefit, then easier for you to do. It doesn't matter whether you use the breath, the body or whatever method. Okay, now we will play the video. This video is quite good. It's uh, found by Bihui. Thanks to Bihui. Okay, Amara, can you please play? Stop for mindfulness. Lately, we often hear how helpful mindfulness can be for stress, pain, and our overall mental health, especially when we're living with chronic mental or physical illness. Practicing mindfulness might sound simple, but it can be hard to remember at times. Here's a simple tool to help you remember to be mindful throughout your day, and that is to stop. Stop. Take a breath. Observe what's going on around you and inside of you, and then proceed. Remembering to stop will allow you to respond to your environment instead of reacting to it. It's about being there and being aware of what you are actually doing. Choose one thing each day that you often do without thinking. This could be brushing your teeth, eating lunch.
or walking. Take a breath. Allow yourself this breath. But pay attention to the activity or the act itself. Observe it with curiosity. What is the experience like? This can be noticing what's going on around you or inside of you. Are there any emotions present? What body sensations do you notice? Maybe your breathing changes or you notice muscle tension. It may help to focus on your senses. Your sense of sight, sound, touch, taste, and smell. Be curious about what you sense. Even if it's unpleasant, be kind and friendly towards what you notice. Open up, accept it as part of the experience, even if you don't like it. There's no right or wrong. There's no thing in the moment. Notice that thought for a moment and then come back to the task at hand. Mindfulness takes practice. You're bound to get distracted. Just let any and all things that you notice be there. And now proceed. Think of how best to care for yourself in this moment and let this guide your decisions as you go into your day. You can practice this type of mindfulness anytime, anywhere, and under any circumstance. Just stop, take a breath, observe, and proceed. Okay. Mm. So basically, mindful is to be aware of our activities the whole day. So th that video, you know, gives a, a good, um, what do you call advice to stop whatever activity you do and pause for a while and be aware what what you are doing. Quite often, we never stop. We just keep going like a bullet train. So this this will help us to be um, mindful. It doesn't take very long. Just stop for one second. Okay. Um, now, one thing I want to remind everyone is same with this series and the other, the uh, Exploring Your Reality series, both of these, I hope you all will use it to, like this one, awareness of Dharma and daily drama, to aware of um, Dharma in your daily life, to explore with curiosity and to um, see for yourself. You, you have to look and experience for yourself. And what I do, actually, I'm not, to me, I'm not teaching you anything. I'm just pointing you towards a direction to look and all of us explore together the direction that I point. And if you have, if you can see an answer to someone's question or someone's exploration, I encourage you to, to voice it out. Okay, one good example is last Saturday, uh, someone was saying that he has this, he used to have this problem with obsessive uh, compulsive behavior. And he, he thought he solved it, but now with the COVID, again, he has to, you know, take, wash all his clothes and you know, take shower and so on and make sure he's totally clean. So he thought he got back into this obsessive compulsive behavior problem. And then another lady immediately mentioned that, you know, look, 
all of us are doing this in, in COVID-19. No, it doesn't mean all of us has obsessive compulsive behavior. It's just that it's what we do now in COVID-19. So it's nothing to do with your you know, so-called psychological problem that you have. So if you have solution, please unmute and, and, and share to, for someone else's uh, problem. So I encourage all of us to, to learn together. Um, okay. okay, and also, what I'm um, pointing to for you all to see is something that's already there, not something that's not there, like the peace and calmness and the natural mental health, all of us already have. It's just that you're not aware. And also um, that we live in our thoughts, not in the world, that's already there. Whether you are aware of it or not, it's already there. It's just that we are not aware. So we are not getting from here to somewhere, we are already there. Another example I want to give is, um, which I, I uh, didn't, un didn't get it until recently, is that all of us Buddhists knows that one of the main aim for us is to understand um, non-self, which is there's no permanent self. But a lot of us, I think, including myself, have this idea that now, at present, we have an ego, a self with great hatred delusion. We have to get rid of this ego with great hatred delusion now, and then we will reach this non-self, this impermanent, um, ever-changing self without great hatred delusion there in this place. Wrong. Because the natural characteristic of the the earth, the, uh, the life on earth is anicca dukkha anatta, which means that originally at the beginning, there's already no self. No self means no permanent, independent, non-changing self. It's already there. It's just that we are not aware. So basically, I call the, our journey towards realizing the truth is like this. We are not going from here to there. It's like we are just going... Oops, we have realized. So you didn't get anything. You, you already there at the beginning. You're not going from here to there. Okay, so this I hope uh, we understand. We are not climbing, getting something. We already have whatever that's needed to get, but it's just that we didn't realize. Okay, Shannon, can you unmute? Yeah. Uh, Ante, yeah, I just want to share something may not be related to the questions just now because I joined late and halfway through. Okay. Um, about this uh, Dharma journey, I would say that, you know, um, personally, I have uh, harvesting uh, the fruits of it in a way that, you know, while weekly we listen to the Dharma talk or Dharma sharing, it's like detoxing, detox our mind in a way. And um, over the past uh, few weeks, I would say that, you know, I started to realize that, uh, you know, through the downtime, maybe there is another aspirations for us to look 
from another angle of it. Like likewise, what I'm trying to say is that you know I used to have a good salary, where you know due to this pandemic I was being uh, the company restructure and then I was jobless. But however, you know when I start realizing that walk through the different journey of it, that you know money. May, may be very small profits that I do uh, venture into some tradings and things like that. Then I realized to see the different world altogether. It's just that, you know, we at times we need to, you know, walk through and experience it. Then we realize, oh, there is actually a third angle of it to look at things accordingly. Yeah. That's my sharing, basically. Oh, that's good. That's good. Very good. We, we can always look from different angle. Then we, we learn things. It's, um, it's something also I learned uh, recently that the problem with us is we always take life as in a journey, including myself. We always try to take life as in a journey of trying to get good experience and avoid all the bad experience. Actually, life is about learning. Every experience, good or bad, if you take it as a learning curve, <coughs> we will actually learn a lot of things in life. So there will be no really good or really bad experience. Before I forget, um, the, in the, your WeChat group, usually you know, Bihui will help me send a, uh, something to contemplate. So the last one was just sent was this, uh, picture of I don't fix my problems I fix my thinking it's the closest I can get okay I just want to correct because it's not 100% correct because um, we don't actually fix our thinking we actually understand how our thinking work okay we don't if you we don't have to fix our problems if you understand how your thinking work you don't even have to do anything so um, this is another thing I found uh, it's it, it's, uh, it, it makes me develop an insight because um, uh, someone asked this question, Sook from US. Is Sook on the line now? No? Okay, never mind um, whether she's on the line. Um, yes, but they, oh, sorry. Okay, I was okay. it's okay. Away. No problem. Good morning. Oh, good evening. Good morning. Okay. Um, she has a long question I'll read out, but I will just summarize first. Basically, we, a lot of people might have this wrong idea that um, when we keep practicing, okay, before I lost this chain of thought, I will say these two things first. When we keep practicing, we think that one day we will reach the, the, uh, the level where we have no thoughts. No, we don't reach the level there's no thoughts. I think even the... Uh, Buddha will have thoughts to get moving, okay? But he won't have thoughts like, I didn't do that properly, you know? I made that person cry or I shouldn't have done that. Or, or things, thoughts like, if I do this, maybe this person will be not happy. If I do that, they'll be like this. No, Buddha will just, if he needs, you know, to, tomorrow I'll need to do that. And then, okay, I need to think how to get there. He, he will just think. So no added extra thoughts maybe. So for us, to, you can't aim no thoughts, but um, also another important thing is 
we might have also the wrong idea that if we understand how life works, then we won't never get angry, never get sad anymore. That's also a, a wrong expectation. What is important is not your whether you have any more reaction, is whether you know where your reaction comes from, what you attribute your reactions to. If the next time you get angry, that's not a problem. The problem comes is, do you know where your anger comes from? If you still think that your anger comes from that because of that person insulted me or this person say something or this person didn't do something, that is a problem. If you can see that that person <laughs> has nothing to do with your anger, it's your thinking of what the person say, then you are improving. It doesn't matter whether you, you are angry for five minutes or 10 minutes or whatever, as long as you know where your anger comes from. Once you know you, where your anger comes from, which is from your thoughts, you will see that you are slapping yourself. Even if you continue slapping yourself, it's okay because you can stop anytime you want. You are, your hands belong to you. So important thing is uh, where you attribute to, okay? Um, so basically, I'll, I'll read out Sok's, uh, this question to say, Maybe I should say, oh, I experience, <clears throat> oh, we all experience conventional reality based. Uh, okay. When it comes to ultimate reality, there's no words that can describe, but only our experience of seeing things as they are, which needs lots of mindfulness and wisdom. Okay. Lots of mindfulness and wisdom. It sounds a, like a lot of effort. Okay. But to me, it's try to do it like fun, like, you know, uh, exploration. Uh, mindfulness to see body as body, feeling as feeling, mind as mind, and dharma as dharma, with no attachment to I, mind, myself, and continue to mark and mindful of all things are impermanent, suffering, and non-self. Example, when I see I have attachment to <laughs> sounds as pleasant, unpleasant, but when it pass away and arise another sound, you'll be suffering as I cannot control it. And why, why take it so personally? This is good. If you can see things keep changing and you don't take it personally and you ask yourself why I take it personally, that's good. I saw at one time during meditation and slowly contemplate it this way when craving, ill will, ignorance arises, but just need to be very alert and pay attention and apply wisdom before the thoughts happen as always when we realize that the anger and unwholesome karma already occurred. However, I think that what you continue to remind us is that if we know with mindfulness that thoughts are not real, or just an illusion in life, then the thoughts will not even arise to bother us to begin with correct no. So the thoughts will, will still come, okay? So my answer is, no, please don't aim to have no thoughts to arise. This is beyond us. But know with mindfulness or awareness that thoughts are not real. We can still have thoughts, but they don't disturb any, anymore. It's like walking into a room with a noisy aircon or noisy fan. After a while, you won't even notice the noise from the aircon or fan, but the noise is still there. You didn't get rid of the noise. You get rid of taking the noise seriously. Of course, when you become a Buddha, the noise don't happen anymore. But you know, be practical. At our level, as long as you can reach the, uh, the ability where you, are, you are, don't take the noise seriously, you are doing well. And sometimes because of our blind spots, we still take our thoughts seriously. It's okay. Sometimes, you know, we will, we will forget. However, we will get over it and laugh at it ourselves later. Someone used to say this, you know, <laughs> to me, that he can see everything is made out of thoughts except 
money and his wife. These are his blind spots. You know, maybe for some of you, your blind spot is your children. Okay, everything is made out of thoughts. You know what my boss says. You know, it's not my boss that made me angry, but my children is really the one starting to do in my thoughts. So that's your blind spot. So have love and compassion yourself. Don't aim too high. Take one step at a time. To err is human. So all of us are human. We don't try to be a Buddha at one step. You can aim. Okay, that's a very good sadhu. But uh, I always feel that I always like to take one step at a time. I always this this is my my own personal uh, belief. Another belief also is the thought that the higher expectation you have, the bigger disappointment you have. But it doesn't mean I don't aim for enlightenment. I just take one step at a time. Okay, any questions? Okay, another announcement is. Um, I was told those who are Chinese speaking, they might not feel comfortable uh, to express in English. You want to ask your questions or sharing in uh, Chinese is okay. I can understand. Uh, but you are too shy, you can type it also in Chinese. Someone can read up for me, I can understand. Okay, uh, any questions from the floor before I go on? Thank you, Bante. Uh, this is Suk again. Um, can I just quick follow up? Like sometimes yeah. at work, uh, yeah. people always ask, right? What yeah. do you think, Suk? You know, do you think this is right? Or, you know, that's uh, also, I, I know it's uh, people like, you know, at work, you know, your value sometimes is like people will value what you think on either solving a problem, uh, not just technical problem, but sometimes people problem. And, you know, uh, in order to say it correctly while you are practicing uh, Buddhism, for example, then you also have to have the right view, right, uh, in order to answer. So is that, it's also thinking, but it's thinking in a necessary way, right? Yeah, yeah, no, thinking is not a problem. I have to keep stressing that thinking is not a problem. The problem is when you treat your thoughts as the ultimate reality. You get what I mean? Yep, yep, I got it. Yeah, so I just want yeah. to confirm that it's not a problem because we are paid to think sometimes uh, at work, right? Uh, to to yeah, give yeah, opinions. To yeah, 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 that's why I was saying that you can't aim to have no thoughts. Even Buddha have thoughts. He, he have to thought to think to maybe I don't know to 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 accept certain thing to lay the rules for the monks and so on, but he don't have thoughts like. Uh, just now, you know, I, maybe I've said wrongly, I shouldn't have said that and so on. You won't have thoughts like this. So for me, is if you can aim not to be bothered by the thoughts, not to, be, uh, to take thoughts too seriously, that's good enough. You, know? you, you need thoughts. You need thinking. Thinking is not a problem. Got you now. Thank you. Okay. Also, it, one important thing from that point is... Um, um, because so also asks about ultimate, ultimate reality, okay? Actually, in our, <laughs> we call it re relative world, uh, conceptual reality, there's no ultimate because I give an example. Um, you might call this color red. I might call it maroon or even you know, uh, brownish. So there's no ultimate red. Everyone's rate is different. I always use this, your rate and my rate is different. So in the relative world, there is no ultimate um, things. It's all relative. There is ultimate in, in 
the enlightened world, but we are all in the uh, dream world. So that's the difficulty. We can only describe the uh, awakened state using dream language. And dream language don't have this awakened language. So normally what Buddha does is he uses negation. Not this, not this, not this, not this. So can, you can get an idea of what awakening it is. Uh, is. Okay, so that's the best you can do because we live in the dream world. That's the only reality we have. Okay, anyone, any questions you want to unmute or anyone in the uh, chat? Chat, any MC, any chat? I didn't look at it. Uh, no, any question yet? No, any question yet? Uh, no. Okay, someone sent me a direct message question. Okay, I try to read out. Good evening, Bhante. I have a question which I don't remember if you have discussed previously. I hope you don't mind explaining again if you did before. How do you know if it's overthinking or creating your thoughts or intuition? Okay, very easy. Just don't take your thoughts as ultimate reality. Okay, or creating your... Okay, intuition actually, it doesn't give... Okay, another thing is... Um, the feeling. If you, you are coming from, if you are having an intuition, <clears throat> an insight, a, uh, you will have this really peaceful and it comes from a place from peace and calm and um, happiness. Not this kind, not that kind of happiness. I'm talking about calmful type of happiness. If you are coming from a place of stress, of really um, uneasy feeling and all that, then you are overthinking. So it's, uh, you can see from the feeling. But the key thing is not take the thoughts as ultimate reality. And then it's okay. Even you're out thinking too much, if you don't take it as real, it's okay. It's like the noisy aircon. That you think this person doesn't like you or has a problem with you. Oh, okay. You ask or you experience or observe some symptoms, effect or sign related to a problem. Is it overthinking? Okay, if you, let's say, if you think, you know, um, uh, let's say, if you, if you think this person have, you know, doesn't like you and you keep dwelling on it or you think that is an ultimate reality, then that's, that's overthinking. If you think definitely, because you you think that person you know have problem with you or doesn't like it's only your opinion maybe the person you know he doesn't like everyone not just you you, you think you're so special but it's not okay um, or you experience or observe some symptoms side effect or sign related to a problem is it overthinking or is it just intuition again you will know if you are from a feel, the feeling of calmness like your sixth sense is telling you something what if i decide to tell myself that i'm overthinking and to just let it go. Then, but then the problem is actually true and ended up being dense and not being able to read the situation. Go with your feeling, you will know what is intuition. We, we are programmed to do the best if we don't get lost, if you, if you feel, if you follow your, your intuition that you have. Would appreciate if Bante could explain more about third-party awareness, which Bante mentioned that day. Okay. Third-party awareness, to me, is quite important uh, if you can do this, is that 
Now, at this moment, you are listening to me. Are you also aware that you're listening to me? That's third-party awareness. That means you are the actor which is listening to me, the audience, that's the actor. But you are also the... Sorry, you are the actor, but you're also the audience looking at you acting. Okay, your, your acting job is as a, as a listener, but you're also you know, seeing this person listening. So that's the third party. Um, GE who asked this, if, if you can't get it, um, please do ask again. Anyone, no one any question, question on this? On, on this point? Because to me, it's very useful if you can step back. Okay. If you can step back. And this is one exercise that we do for those who are who follow the, uh, the teachings of our Saido where we do the meditation step by step for following the, uh, the, the Samatha and Vipassana, the, uh, the calmness meditation and the insight meditation following the uh, uh, Visuddhi Maga path of purification. Uh, path of purification in the later steps of vipassana we have to see that the mind that see this that get the insight of seeing the body or the mind is uh, anicca dukkha anatta it's also anicca dukkha anatta because otherwise you will have this idea of i that there's an i that see this and then we have to see the 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 i that see this that see this is also anicca dukkha anatta. And the I that see this, who see this, who see this is also anicca dukkha anatta. We keep going, you know, seven, eight, nine layers. So that until you don't have, there is an I that see anicca dukkha anatta. Okay. Um, someone sent another direct message. Uh, yeah. Good evening, Bhante. I would like to know <laughs> how do I improve my focus in doing anything? because my mind wanders easily. Buddha's uh, prescription for people who minds wander easily is try to spend some time <laughs> a day to just know your breath going in and out. But don't be too ambitious. First day, maybe aim three minutes or five minutes. You can slowly increase 10 minutes and so on. And also another one is, if you have watched the video in the beginning, is to find a a uh, activity a day, let's say breakfast or lunch, it has to be activity where you don't need to talk to other people. Just be aware of all your movement. Let's say if you're taking your spoon to scope and all that, just be there, be present. One way to do that is not treat it as a homework, treat it as an exploration to, to be aware fully so that you can see what's going on. And you will realize that actually your food tastes much better because you are present in tasting the food and that's the first benefit, okay? If you are <laughs> doing it at the eating, you can do it while you are running, jogging or exercise in the gym and so on. Um, next question. There's a question, the main chat box. Yeah. I read, okay, from S-Man, uh, she asked about, is overthinking equivalent to proliferation? Yeah. Correct. In the sutta, it says uh, you use the word proliferation sometimes, but it's, it's too big an English word for me. Okay. The next question. 
excursions from Shambhal. Uh, Bante, is it not good if I become vegetarian for the sake of slimming down? No problem. You can become vegetarian for whatever sake. There's no, no problem at all. Um, only, only thing is... Um, okay, again, back on the point of vegetarian, I fully encourage anyone who becomes vegetarian, but <laughs> that's, not the, uh, that's not the aim of Buddhism. Okay, we must get it right. The aim of Buddhism, I want to repeat, and I think I mentioned many times, it's never about being a moral person, never about compassion, never about being a good person. If you want to be a good person, it's great, you know? but that's not the aim of Buddhism. The aim of Buddhism is to awaken to the reality of life, awaken to the truth. So, for example, if you're if you are if you eating vegetarian because your aim is to awaken to the truth, then it fulfills the Buddhist aim. But if you eating vegetarian for the aim of slimming, it's good for your slimming, but it has nothing to help in terms of our aim of awakening to the truth. That's all. There's nothing, one thing I love about Buddhism is there's nothing really good or bad, but there's something that is useful for our goal of enlightenment or awakening to the truth, and there are things that are not useful. So usually in Buddhism, we have this wholesome and unwholesome, but the wholesome means it's wholesome that helps you towards realizing the goal of Nibbana. Unwholesome means it doesn't. It, it doesn't mean our worldly wholesome and unwholesome. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, no question for now. Anyone have a question from the floor or sharing? Or Jim Loy, you are around, you have sharing. I haven't heard from Jim Loy for a long time. Uh, yeah, thank you, Pandit, for reminding for remembering of me. Um, yeah, I, I just read something very interesting. Uh, I have, sorry, I'm not qualified to share yet, but uh, just a question for, for, I want to more curiosity on how to explore the, the mind, the, the point of view from a Sangha. Um, hey, uh, so before you go on, so, sorry, can someone spotlight him so that I can see him? Sorry. Is it possible? Because I can't, can't see him. Oh, okay, good, great. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, um, the, the, some sutra is saying that uh, uh, enlightened beings, uh, they, they don't live in the past, in the present, and in the futures. And uh, at times, it's just a, a conceptual illusion. Actually, yeah. this, this is uh, echoed by the scientists. Uh, yeah. uh, there, there's no, the time itself is actually conceptual. It's, uh, it's an experience. It's not a, a, a real, real reality. That, so I was just wondering how how to um, yeah a bit hard to grasp so what what kind of feeling would be like if you don't live in the past in the present and futures and because and also come back to to what what we are uh, what we experience now is that uh, uh, one of the reason we always uh, uh, worries anxiety is that uh, we have, we always we always have grudges about the past and then we always have uh, fear for the future because of uncertainty especially COVID now. Now they're saying that uh, we continue to have new mutations and don't know when the, when the hell this pandemic is going to end. So, um, so yeah, um, from the 
but on a month, right, you, um, it seems like a month, they don't worry about future because you guys have renounced everything. <laughs> so uh, are you still afraid of what will happen in the future? Like, like when you get old, anyone take care of you? And, and yeah, are you worried about food on the table and, and things like that? So how, how do, I mean, it seems like monks are not a bit free and easy. They don't worry about which much, but, uh, but but this is a quite a real issue that I mean for for, for lay lay person. How how do you guys navigate? You can stay in so such calmness. Since you guys, uh, since you guys have renounced everything. Okay, um, I'll try to answer as uh, as much as I can. Um, you are taking the monks as a saint. We have the same problem as as you all, except that maybe less less problems because uh, we don't have to support families and all that. We only have to take care of ourselves. Um, I guess we, we have the same worries and all that that you have. The difference only is, maybe I've mentioned in one of the talk that um, of our attitude, that when we were first ordained, I think some monks forget this, okay? But when we were first ordained, they, we, have, we are being reminded that you only need four things to survive. Okay, you need uh, food, okay, and you are supposed to take your bowl and go around to arms for food, basically begging for food. Okay, but if someone were to offer you a meal, that is you are super lucky, you know, it's a miracle. So every day is a miracle for me, okay, because I don't really have to go around for arms. Number two, you are supposed to stay under the tree, or that's your, your, your house, your lodging. But if someone were to invite you to there's a roof, that's you are super lucky, you know, that's extra bonus. So any house is super extra lucky, super bonus for us. Number three, you are supposed to go to the cemetery for the, you know, take the clothes of these uh, dead bodies, the racks and all that, and make it into your robes. But if someone were to offer robes, which now plenty of people do in Malaysia because we don't have that many monks, we have many devotees. So you are super lucky. So we are always super lucky. And finally, you are supposed to have the uh, urine of the cow as the uh, medicine. But if someone would offer you normal medicine, then you are super lucky. So in a sense that we are always in abundance in that sense. It's just the, the thinking attitude. But still, of course, we worry you know, the, about meal and all that, but not too much because we don't eat a lot. You and me, same. We don't eat a lot. So, you know, in Malaysia, I don't think anyone will starve to, to death. And I don't remember any time that I really have any one day that I, I, I don't really, you know, didn't get food. Unless maybe I choose to skip a meal. But otherwise, you know, there's no problem with all this. So it's not true that the way you paint the picture that monks become sane, they have no worries on that. We do have our worries, but maybe less because our needs are less. So if your needs is less, then I guess you have less worries, that's all. So, so in other words, Pandey saying that we are, I think for the lay people are too greedy, I guess. I mean, I mean basically in Malaysia, it's very hard to starve to death. Yeah. <laughs> You're luckily to born in Malaysia and there's no civil war. Yeah. Uh, so, and there's no famine. Um, and there's not much natural disaster. So, so whatever su suffering we, the fear for future is that we, we, like, like the brothers over said just now, uh, we just over thoughts, overthinking. 
Yeah, it's all overthinking. Because I mean, how many how many of you have this any like even one percent of chance that tomorrow you'll be homeless? No. There are homeless people, but I don't think anyone on this Zoom talk will be homeless tomorrow or anyone will not have food to eat tomorrow. I don't think so. Even if you have this possibility, just put up a white flag and you have plenty of food. I mean, plenty is enough for you to eat. So our worries, yeah, you're right. It's, it's, it's uh, you know, it's extra thinking. But of course, if your parents, you have to, you know, try to get the best education for your children and all that. So yeah, there's a lot more to think. Yeah. It's not bad or good. As long as you don't take the thoughts as reality, and that's okay. Okay. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Pandi. Okay. Uh, MC, you want to read out questions? Hey, Pandi, there are questions from Lindy <coughs> Go on. I have strong tingling and numbness during on night frost, nostril, lips, nose, and part of the right face. Why? The feeling stay on even after meditation is ended. Thanks, Mante. Oh, why is um, sometimes when you pay attention, when your attention is at your body, the energy is gathered there. So you, uh, you will feel that. That's a good sign. That's not a problem. But don't look for it when you meditate. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Person want to unmute. Okay, Irene, can you unmute? Okay. Uh, whoever control the thing, you don't have to spotlight Jim Loy now. You can probably spotlight Irene or. Hello, Bante. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I have a tendency of uh, yawning and tearing and bloating stomach. Uh, whereby the wind, the gas will. Will we wanted to relieve it but instead but it cannot up and down it, it cannot flow up it cannot flow up and or flow down so this uh interruption or disturbance to me during for a start of meditation i realized that this this thing these three things that i face is almost all the time when i want to start a meditation almost almost a while then it's okay uh not really. Throughout the meditation, it's like during this. talking, during dharma talk, it's alright. But when come down for meditation, then it starts working. For yawning, tearing, and bloating, these three things. So it has happened so often that, uh, during my past experience and as at now, just now also. So I think I wanted to raise this question to Pante. Um, there are many possibility okay I, I don't know which one I just give you the <laughs> different possibility one could be um, when when sometimes when we are when we pay attention to the body when we're aware of the body more the body start to heal the blockages so you, you will because normally your mind is not here maybe you are always you know thinking and all that your mind is not here so the body don't have a chance to heal so now when you're meditating, the mind settle down. So it starts to try to heal and clear the blockages. It could be, this is the thing. Or it could be, maybe, you know, you are somehow have this 
stress about meditating, it could be also, okay? If it's stress about meditating, then you have to just calm yourself down. Like just don't rush into doing the meditation. Just relax your body, relax yourself. Just relax all the tension. Do more, you know, the, the breath in terms of every time you take in breath, totally relax the body. Or you just can do like, just totally drop the whole body, relax the body. Okay, if it's the first one where <laughs> it's clearing the blockages, just let it clear, it's a good sign, no problem. Okay, but throughout my explorations, I find that I'm very, I find out that I, I couldn't calm down myself and I couldn't focus myself. Throughout the meditation? Yeah. If you can't focus... Because of this disturbance. <laughs> yeah. Okay, no problem. As long as you are aware that you can't focus uh -huh. or you're aware of this, okay. it's yeah. okay. The key thing is the awareness. Okay, as long as you can aware you'll be here. Okay, even though it's not a good experience, you can be aware, you can stay with it. That's, that's okay, that's good. Okay. Don't try to force yourself, I want to focus. The key thing is to be here, to be present. Because most of the time we are not, we are thinking something and we are away. Mm, yeah, I agree, agree. Yeah, thank you, Wante. Yeah, so if you can be aware, even aware that you can't focus, that's good. You have awareness. Yeah, out of curiosity, that's why what happened to me that almost all the each time that when I want to start my meditation, I will have these three symptoms have, uh, arises. To, yeah. Do you have tension? Can you check whether it's like I want to do well in my meditation or something? You, uh, you can contemplate. Okay. I'm, I'm asking you to. I understand. When, next time you contemplate. Okay, sure. And on your own, when you do your meditation, do you have this problem? Yeah, same, same. thing. Same thing. Okay. Yeah, even if at any hour in the morning, in the afternoon, at night. Oh. Sometimes I, I feel that am I too sleepy or exhausted? But I don't think so. I have a good night. Maybe it's just healing. Rest. Maybe uh -huh. it's healing. Feeling. If it's healing, then it's good. Healing Sorry? means healing. healing. In, okay. That means there's blockages. It's trying to clear. Okay. Because I, I always say that we ourselves is a very good doctor from ourselves if the doctor is home. But most of the time, we're always thinking, our mind is always everywhere. So the doctor is not home. But when we meditate, the doctor is home. Then you will start healing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Thank you, Bhante. Okay. I think there's quite a lot of uh, MC you want to read out. Uh, there are someone who remind us to reveal the stop. What is the stop? So stop was actually S for stop. T for take a break, O for observe, and P for proceed. Okay. So everyone can review it back and try to practice. Okay. Uh, there are nothing for now. No okay. questions. <coughs> any anyone have any other questions or sharing? Thank <laughs> you.
Jim, you have a question? Uh, yeah, sorry. I, 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 yeah. For the last question, I think I only focus on one part of the futures. Uh, regarding, uh, am I right to call that uh, the enlightened beings that they don't live in the uh, past, they don't live in the present, and don't live in the futures? And if, if you don't dwell the past, I, I can get it. If yeah, you worry about futures, I also can get it. But what do you mean by not to, to live in the present? Am I, am I quoting the sutra right? And, and, and what it's like to be lived, to be lived beyond past, present, future? Well, it is like, I can't tell, for, tell you for sure because I haven't reached there, but I can tell you that there is no, actually, there's only now. You can't live the future. The future only arrives when you experience it now. So there is really no, no, uh, no future, no past. But our normally, that's why they say no past, no future, no, no now also. Because your, your now, our idea of concept of now is actually, it's actually from between future and past. Then only you have a now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Otherwise, if you keep thinking that there is a now, then you are back to... Uh, Buddhism don't believe that there's an independent thing. Everything arises depending on other things. So how to live, I, I can only give you an idea like um, at this moment, do you have any problems? At this, this present second. Uh, this very I, second. This very second, there's, yeah, yeah. I, there's no worries in my, my, my thoughts. Yeah, there's no worries, no, because you are, you are basically, you know, you are listening to me. You're not thinking of your problems in the past or the future. And yes. actually, if you quiet down at this moment, we have the peace and the quietness and the calmness that we all seek for. So how does it feel to live like this? Bliss of heaven. Because you're always in this contentment, peace and calmness. And you function. Yeah, the problem is how do you maintain it? I think that's the, the obviously enlightened beings are those with the path practice they can maintain longer at this kind of state. Is it okay? How to maintain it is don't try aim too high, just try to maintain one moment at a time. Every time you lose it, you got to remember that it's always there. That makes a lot of difference. Actually, no one told me that it's always there. I always made to believe that spirituality is almost same as the worldly thing. I have to strive to get there. Like working, we have to strive to earn the high income. We have to strive. Spiritual in practice, awakening, it's not. You are already there. There is no, there is no there there. It's only here. You, you are already. You have already reached the destination. It's just that you didn't know. So the key is not try to get this calmness. Is to aware that it's there. If you lost it, aware it's there. 
yeah, I, I think I think I roughly get it. Uh, again, yeah. I, I need to experience it. Yeah, so, yeah. I, not just you. I hope everyone. It, it will change your life if you can just swap this attitude that I have to get there. I have to get my mind calm. Change the attitude that you are already calm and peaceful, but you didn't know. Just so, just stop, pause. There. Okay. One more question. Fu, can you unmute? Um, hi, Monday. I think it's just a follow-up to Jim's question. So, you mm -hmm. know, when we are doing the meditation or mm. something, you know, like for that one minute or two minutes, we are calm. But the thing is, you know, after that one or two minutes, we have to go back to, you know, our real life. You know, we have to go back to our work. You know, we have to go back to our responsibilities. So how do we, you know, keep sustaining, um, you know, this one minute of calmness, you know, in the day-to-day? Because -day? It, it's very hard, you know, because like eight hours we have to work or 10 hours and then we have to go back and take care of the family, right? Yep. So same, like what, <laughs> I repeat what I told him just now is don't try to sustain it for eight hours. Try to remember that it's always there. Every time you forgot, just go back to it. One moment at a time. What, what are you hearing, Fu? Uh, so you're saying one moment at a time, right? Yeah. One moment at a time. And remember that you don't have to get it. It's already there. You just forgot. And if you can't get calm, be okay that you can't get calm. Am I getting through? Um, I think I have to try to experience it for myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to try. Yeah. If you can, um, this is one, <laughs> and I like this, what, uh, one Tibetan uh, masters use this. He says, no, this is uh, the big secret I want to tell you all. That is to be okay with not okay. If you can do that, actually, your, your life has no problem. That's, the problem is we want to try to get calm. We want to try to maintain calm. But if you can embrace everything, then you're always calm and peaceful. You have to experience it. So try, try it tomorrow. Sure. Thank you, Mante. Okay. Mary Tunka. Go ahead. You got to unmute. Yes, Sister Mary. You got to unmute. I think you didn't. Mary. Ah, okay. Sorry, Bante. I forgot to unmute. Yeah. Um, Bante, just now, the Brother Jim Lloyd talked about the, um, the Nibana. Just yeah. then I remember my son. This one of my son, uh, he's a always have critical thinking, you know, to extend that he said he did not believe in anything, future life, this and that. He, okay. He's even thinking about he's the atheist, don't believe in God, etc. Then, then recently he said something like he he sort of like um agree or believe a little bit to future life, the way he talks. But he's a bit sensitive if I talk about religion. Oh, don't say that he will just oh, no, this and that. Then just now he asked about this to me. Um he said, uh, mom, is the dewa uh, suffering? Uh, experience pain. 
I said yes. Then also not uh, uh, forever. They're not mortal. Then he said, ah, through what the Buddha say, only nibbana. Then you will end the suffering. Then Bante, my question is, how do I guide this? Sana, so sort of like he can understand more towards Buddhism without too much religious things in it. Because my tendency, my husband say, my tendency is always like too strong in Buddhism that the kids like, uh. So how do I guide him? Because I can see that he start opening and towards like seeing reality of life. He's now 19 years old, uni life. Maybe uh, Bante can guide me? Yeah, actually I like simple stuff and I never... I don't really consider Buddhism as a religion. For me, yes. if you want to teach Buddhism in university, you should teach it under the faculty of psychology or faculty of medicine, not in the faculty of religion. So basically, very simple. You can teach him the basic things, which is the important things of Buddhism. Anicca, Dukkha, Anatta. I'm quite sure you will understand. Number one, everything changes everything, there's nothing permanent. There's only one thing permanent, that's the law of impermanence. Number two, there's nothing that fully satisfies us. You know, you, you, the thing that you like the most, if you keep using after a while, you, you get dissatisfied. Number three, anatta, there's no permanent non-changing self. Yesterday you and today you, it's not the same. Your mind, your, what you like, what you don't like changes and your body changes. Okay, explore this. And one thing that very big insight for me is also explore that all your things, all, all you experience in your everyday life, all your emotions don't come from outside. It comes from your thinking. Even your self-identity is created by your thoughts. It's through your thoughts thinking that I am an engineer or I am a lousy guy or I'm a shy guy, you create your identity from your thoughts and they are not ultimate reality. They are just thoughts. Oh, from here then I can start um, explaining to him and let him think about it further. Bante, huh? Yeah, yeah. Don't lecture, just ask him. You can also ask him like what you think, you know. Ah, this is what ah. I share with you. What, what you think? What's your, what's your you know, thinking on this? What's your thinking about impermanence? What's your thinking about Dukkha, what's your thinking about anatta? What's your thinking about this? You know, we create our world. Yes, yes, Bante. Then another son said like this, Bante, uh, about the, uh, the doing bad things or wrong things, it's okay it's because I will not experience it. Maybe I'm not experience in this life, maybe only next life, which is not me anymore. I don't remember and I don't really like, sort of like uh, feeling that it's me doing the, the, the getting the bad things to me. That's what he said. So they, they, they just start discussing about this matter. Um, it's not <laughs> really you, but it's not entirely not you. It's related. Because the, the stream of consciousness is related. So it's something like, um, let's say if you beat someone up, okay, your, you, maybe you might be able to escape, but your parents maybe got to suffer. So it's still related to you. You don't want other people to suffer because of you. I would say to them that you, you will feel the uh, suffering and you feel uncomfortable doing the wrong thing. But then come another question is, what about the psycho person who killed, but the thing is fun? That's what they said. Until now, thinking oh. about it, how to answer this? No, question. no, that's not. No, no, your, your answer is correct. I, I like your answer that the person 
feel bad when they do it. Same with the yes, cycle. Or they feel good. No, cycle don't feel no, good. No, I mean, ah, they said that, that to me. <laughs> no, no, no. The cycle, why, why, they, why they do it, it's not because of, um, not really because it's good. It's because they have a distorted idea of the world. They are, they are suffering so much that they try to get out of this suffering by, by torturing other people. So they are suffering actually. In the first place, so, a psycho is already suffering. So inside actually they are suffering. Yeah, if you're, if you're not suffering, you don't become a psycho. Oh, a psycho is really... You need to study about this matter. Ah, yes. Sorry? No, I don't really realize it. I don't really study, but oh, they're actually suffering deep inside, is it? Yeah, that's why they're, they're mentally not right. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. I can explain that way to them. <laughs> because a lot of things, discussion going on, they say, ah, how to answer this? Yes, yeah, they, they, are, they are suffering, but it doesn't mean, okay, I want to point another thing. It doesn't mean they, have the, they don't have the natural mental health that I'm talking about. All of us have this natural peace and quietness inside us, but the psycho didn't know. And he got lost in his thinking and he's really suffering. And in order to get out from this suffering, he thought one way is torture other people. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, so they are suffering. Uh, I mean, you think the thieves, the robbers and all that, they are not suffering. They are suffering. And in fact, uh, there was very good conversation. One time, the, one counselor was talking to a, a thief and asked him, you know, why do you steal? He says, um, because I thought, you know, that's the only way I can earn some money. I, I just need to survive. Then the counselor looked at him and said, isn't that quite a hard way also? Because you've got to plan, you've got to do a lot of effort, you've got to know, you might get caught and you've got to be, you know, uh, uh, cautious and so on. Isn't it easier to get a job? And after he thought for a while, yeah, I never thought of that. I thought it's easier, but actually on second thought, maybe I should get a job is easier. They didn't know. It's the thinking again. Okay, okay. thank you very much, Mante, for the guidance. Okay. Maybe one last one, we should end already. Yeah, there are very long chat box questions. So basically this Jasmine Sin sister, she, she want to ask Mante advice. Lah. So I try to read out. Uh, if, if I wrongly read, read this, question I, I i i will ask please you can you can unmute yourself to explain to bante ah. okay maybe i can i i'll, I'll read I'll, I'll just keep okay uh bante my anxiety when my father has terminal cancer and doctor why sent home before the ambulance arrived my nephew break a glass i feel not right my father reached home passed away after two hours one time i break a bowl the moment my mind think there's something bad will happen to me okay he think break something something bad Immediately, I will calm myself and thought about what Arahan uh, Sariputta said about all things subject to break, will break. But actually, through after, after a few days, our company had restructured and I'm the staff that's retrenched. So every time I break something, automatically I get anxiety and worry. Sometimes will happen. Most time will happen when I break something. I'm very, get anxiety very easily. I have psychiatry, psychiatric and medication, but something, some <coughs> medication to help. Once I out, I will get anxiety again. Nibante advice. Um, okay. One thing is try to see, you, you are believing your thoughts as, as, as real. 
So one, one way is try to see that thoughts are just thoughts. They are not real. And sometimes you, it's coincidence. Sometimes you break something, maybe something happened, but sometimes it's not. So two things you can do. One is try not to see your thoughts are real. Another thing is try to see that naturally <coughs> we have this natural peace and calm inside us. Okay, now at this moment, when you feel within, there is this natural peace and calm within us always. Okay, this one thing. Second thing is don't believe in your thoughts as real. Try to um, treat the thoughts like the noisy aircon uh, in your room that you walk in. Okay. Okay, Mimi, one last question you said, uh, make it quick. Can you unmute? Okay, Bante, oh. it's on health. Huh? Um, yeah. Actually, recently I have a high BP when I do medical check for a change of job. So the doctor told me I cannot certify you fit unless your high BP is being controlled. BP means blood pressure, so you need to take medication. So the reason I never take medication is my uh, my family background, people call Gina, okay? Uh, father, mother, and brother stroke. Uh, okay. They are taking BP uh, medicine since they are young, 20, in 20s. So I'm in 40s now, okay? I don't have this problem until recently. Uh, I thought it's called stress, lah, but maybe it's really inside myself, my body, something wrong. Lah. So I have two types of friends talking to me. One is a real doctor, Western doctor and another one is a naturalist. So the naturalist is the one I have been listening to that I take natural way, uh, do meditation, breathing exercise, blah, blah, blah for blood pressure control. Okay. But another one is the doctor friend who is studying Western medicine. And he said, if you don't take care of your heart, you will have stroke like your brother and your father. Okay. So I am... At first, I thought uh, impermanence, it will change, I will recover, you know. Actually, I tell the doctor, the Western doctor who certified me, I said, you give me three days. Today, my blood pressure is really high, 170 over 101. So, uh, give me three days. If it go down, then you don't force me to eat medicine. I will do, again, my medication or whatever method I'm doing. But if, let's say, it's high, then I will have to admit myself like, because I need a job, for example. So I have, haven't decided, and uh, three days later, I went back, the BP dropped, but the, the top part is okay, the bottom part is still above 100, so which is not good. The doctor said, I, I admit you fit this time, you can have the job, but you still need to go for medication. So when I go home, I tell my natural friend, my natural friend uh, stopped a while and said, um, I tell you, if you really stroke, uh, who's going to take care of your family member? So uh, you want to take, because natural will be take time, taking time. If you take Western medicine, it will be faster. Okay. But uh, your choice, uh, okay? he, helped, he asked me to think, but he asked me to not to enlarge it because he's a Buddhist friend also. Don't enlarge the matter. The BP is just, a lot of people got BP high. Not everyone oh. take medicine, true also. And then you see my mother actually is a dialysis, uh, dialysis patient and she amputed both her leg because of too much medication and uh, her, her kidney spoiled and I mean not function anymore. So 
I am confused whether to take medicine or not. Uh, and end up, uh, actually, I started the medication because of that word. If you want to, um, uh, you, you don't enlarge it, but I said I cannot uh, not enlarge because if I don't monitor and something happened to me, I really stroke, I really my family will be in trouble. I, they have to take care of me and all my family members are really retired. I'm the youngest. So cut the story short, I, I'm trying to ask is, they asked me not to enlarge the BP matter. Okay, don't talk about it, don't think about it, but I need to monitor the numbers for the doctor. Every morning I have to send to the doctor because doctor not comfortable, I'm not taking medicine and let me go from the clinic that day when I have a high BP. You're you taking now? I just started one day lah, yesterday because of the word the doctor tell me, if you don't take, if your heart got problem and then you stroke how? So he forced me to take that. <laughs> so he gave me the medicine and then I, I brought home and then I think, 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 and <laughs> I take that. Once I take at night, it, uh, it, it uh, straight away go to 100 something. I mean the normal, normal BP already. After taking one small thing, he said, if you take one small now, it's a 80 mg, uh, rather than you take the whole bottle of stroke patients and uh, with the wheelchair medis medication, it will be more difficult. Uh, I, I I'm trying to not to think of it, but it, it come, it come after, I don't want to ask actually just now, but it, it come, he said, no, permanent, can I really hold no. myself, don't care? No, no, <laughs> you can't, okay, you can't not think about it. Okay? Mm. For example, it keeps coming you, back. Mm. Yeah, because you try not to think about it. If you try, okay, now, if you sit down, you try not think about Duran, you keep thinking about Duran. So you, you can't force it. That's why I keep saying that you don't stop the thoughts. You just try not to take the thoughts as real. It's like an acorn noise. When you not entertain it so much, after a while, it doesn't disturb you so much. So not to entertain the thoughts too much <laughs> when it comes again just let it come and go let it come and go don't try to stop it and try to remember that we have this natural calm and peace inside us try to come back to this natural calm and peace and then when the thoughts come again like train just allow it to come and go come and go don't participate in it just treat it as uh, someone who's nagging keep nagging at you That the thoughts that came actually is I think my father already passed away when I'm 13 years old. I think of where, how he stroke, you know, how frustrated he is. He came, all this come. Then my mother come back and yeah, he, yeah, because you entertain the thoughts. Coming, yeah. You entertain the thoughts. That's why I say don't entertain the thoughts. When the thoughts come, don't no need to push it away, but treat it as you know, it's just a story. Mm -hmm. You got somehow treat it as a, a story that come and go, come and go, come and go, come and go, it come and then go again, come and go again, come and go again. Try this. Not, not one day, as, yeah. Uh, sorry about day. May I uh, give comment about uh, Sister Can... Mimi's uh, uh, blood pressure? Because uh, about um, seven, eight years ago, so I have this problem uh, to take or not to take the blood pressure medicine. <laughs> and then it's actually run in my family as well. 
And then I realized if it's the, 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 the pharmacy told me this, this is, I remember very clearly that made me this, made my decision to take the medicine. If you're taking the medicine, you are widen the window of not getting the stroke. Because during the day, you never know what will happen to you. You got stress, this and that, and the blood pressure shoot up and then you got stroke. It is not good for you. I even tried green apple, tried the celery, etc. But I took to myself, if I'm taking this all the time, it will not be good for myself. My health also anyway, too much, isn't it? To reduce the blood pressure. Then I remember my father. My father, 30 years plus, already taking the medicine. Lots of medicine. But uh, he's all right. So I, I said, this is only one blood pressure medicine. Then then I think of, to myself, is that because of my ego that I don't want to take the medicine? Like, you know, people think, that, oh, you got blood pressure. So that, uh, but then this is my gene. What can I do? So I decided I had to take, because I had to take care of my family. To widen on, widen the window of not getting struck. So it's I was I took only about five mg and then my pressure is only like hundred and ten and less than eighty the the bottom. So I think you did the right thing to take the medicine because uh, if you're natural natural things, but how do you know? And then uh, of thinking that uh, not to think of it all the time, but the BP. Then every morning you check your blood pressure. If you slow, then you're happy. Then don't think about it anymore. <laughs> That, that, that is uh, my uh, my thought la, to you <laughs> about the medicine. Okay, good. Exactly, nice. exactly what is uh, the feeling. But my case is different. My mother is a dialysis patient because of too much medicine. Uh, so sorry, sorry, sister. On that. Sorry, I forgot. Blood pressure, high blood pressure can cause the kidney problem as well. So you are in the dilemma now. You don't take, you got kidney problem. You take, you're taking blood pressure medicine. I don't think you have kidney problem unless you take diabetes, uh, uh, cholesterol, uh, the blood pressure medicine, and then you take the heart medicine, etc. Maybe you, but then my father took all this medicine, you know, more than like um, in a day, more than 10 types of medicine he took. He survived until he's 86. So I think it's... Um, I'm not so sure, but uh, if you don't take medicine, you're going, you can you can get a kidney problem also anyway. So you think carefully. Oh? Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> it's not about taking. Okay, I think you you should. If you calm yourself down from your intuition, you know what's best for you. But uh, Mary Tunga says it's correct. Like my grandfather, he takes like ten types of medicine and all that from from the time he was maybe sixties. He passed away in eighties over, and. I know some of my cousins, when they were young, they call my grandfather drug addict because he takes so much medicine. But he has no problem. He, he survived until his 80s over. But I myself is not a big fan of medicine. Okay, So I'm not saying it's good or not good. So I'm saying that you will know different person is different. If, if you, you listen to different people, but in the end, you do what is comfortable for you. Mm. Okay. Yeah, uh, before the night, just, just one day, uh, uh, infant, I took one medicine uh, because of all this uh, sharing and thoughts. So I'm considered, according to the doctor, is stubborn. Uh, the only word he can calm me down is you don't make others suffer because of you. Nobody going to take care of you. Oh, make me scared already and I, I took it. Uh, yeah. yeah, but my mother is already 86 when she passed away, but she had uh, dialysis for 10 years. Uh, her suffer amputated her leg and her suffer for, for this uh, high blood, and, but she also had diabetes. So, and my father stroke for three times. Her, his anger, his frustration, his depression, all this, I, I can face it so much because I'm the youngest, I'm at home. Others all went to work. 
I'm 20 years different from my sister. Yeah, that's why mm. he has stroke, maybe, you know, a lot mm. of anger. And yeah, yeah, a lot of anger. And smoking, smoking. Yeah, anger doesn't help. In the, it, will, it will cross a lot of uh, health problems. Okay, I think Thank we you. will end here. Thank you, we will share merits. Thank you, Sister Mary. Okay. <laughs> we share merits with all Devas, Stama protectors, guardian deities, share merits with all sentient beings, share merits with all family members, relative friends, especially departed family members, relative friends, and chesters. May aspiration always with the wise, avoid the foolish, be free from great hatred delusion. And then again, share merits with all beings, wishing all beings equal share merits. Eta wata chamehi sampadang punya sampadang sabe dewa numo dantu sabe sampati sitia. Eta wata chamehi sampadang punya sampadang sabe buta numo dantu sabe sampati sitia. Eta wata chamehi sampadang punya sampadang sabe sata numo dantu sabe sampati sitia. Dame nyatinang hotu sukita hontu nyatayo. Dame nyatinang hotu sukita hontu nyatayo. Idame nya tinang hotu sukita hontu nyatayo. Imina punya kame na mame bala samagamo. Satang samagamo hotu yawa nibana patia. Idame punyang asawa kaya wahang hotu. Idame punyang nibana sa pachayo hotu. Mama punya bagang sabasatanang pajema. Te sabe me samam punya bagang labantu sadu sadu sadu. Dear brother and sister, before we end our before we end our session, so I want to remind you about okay, we are now in our eighth lunar month. If you are Chinese, okay, we have this mooncake festival all on 21 September. If you like mooncake, please do try this special Musan King mooncake, okay? Special because it's made of high quality durian and even more special because the net proceeds will be. China as Putra Jaya Building Fund for Pusat Buddhist Damanduta Malaysia. Okay, if you are interested, okay, please order with order with this slide here. Okay. Thank you. Okay, sadu. Sadu, sadu, sadu. Thank you, Bante. Good night.